Luke writes of the early church in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. And then on to verse 47. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. G'day and welcome to Partake Issues. Today we are going to talk about the church and its members being radical. Radical within both its local and global contexts and in fulfilling its purposes. First of all, the purposes of the church. The church we know, as described in the Bible, is the body, bride and temple of Jesus Christ. We, the church, are to be as Jesus Christ and fulfilling his purposes. From the Bible we can see at least five purposes of the church. To glorify God, to build up spiritual maturity, to equip for service, to reach those outside the church, and to promote the spiritual and physical welfare of all people. And every church is to at least have those five things as its purpose. Your church is to exist not for those who belong to it only, but also for those outside its walls. If the church gets the balance wrong at all in any way, then surely it is failing in all of its purposes. And one of the key things for churches in the 21st century is in the area of providing welfare, both for its members and those in the local and global community. Too often churches and its members have fallen into the ideological trap of consumer-based materialism. There is a saying that is common, and it says, God helps those who help themselves. And I want to tell you categorically that that is clearly unbiblical. As a Christian and at a church, you are to help those who cannot help themselves. After all, that's what God through Jesus Christ did, helped those who couldn't help themselves. The church is to provide welfare for all people on all levels, physical, psychological, emotional and spiritual. Too often the church only concentrates on one or two of those areas. We are aware, I'm sure, that God will judge all people for their sin. That is clear within the Bible. And in fulfilling those purposes, we will be judged. So what will you say? We are aware, I am sure, that God will judge all people for their sin. That is clear within the Bible. But did you know that there is also to be a judgment for those who profess to follow Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour? This will not be a judgment for sins and wickedness, because for Christian followers, those have already been judged when Jesus Christ died on the cross. Of that you have been declared innocent and accepted by the Lord Jesus Christ, because you have accepted his free offer of forgiveness. However, you and I will be judged for what we have done with our gifts and our talents. We will all give an account of ourselves to God if we profess to be Christian and a follower of Jesus Christ. 
Paul says that in Romans 14 verse 10. And we will be judged according to what we have done and what we have been given. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 10. The quality of our work will be tested. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 11 to 15. And our motives will be exposed. Exposed as to whether things were done for God's glory. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 4 to 5. Or for our own vain glory. And as we give an account of the opportunities and abilities entrusted to us, rewards may be gained or lost. Rewards such as the incorruptible crown, the crown of glory, the crown of righteousness, the crown of rejoicing and the crown of life. And therefore do all you can for the glory of God the Father as you submit to the Son Jesus Christ in the power of God the Holy Spirit. Go and help your church fulfill those five purposes of its existence. To glorify God, build and equip, to reach out and provide spiritual and physical welfare for all people within its community and beyond. Don't wait to do it. Take every opportunity to do it. Perhaps even now. But how do we go about this? Let me suggest two ways to be radical. Radical care and then radical finances. So firstly, radical caring. Too often people in need are shown care and concern for a little while, but gradually as time goes on, the caring ceases. It dribbles out. All sorts of excuses are given. We're too busy, we're too tired. But in reality there can be no excuse or reason for not caring. Not caring means not loving. Love is to be for all people, regardless of personality, conflict, opinions, gender, sexuality, prejudice and bias. Lots of people leave churches and house groups through the back door because they don't get the care they need and desire. Too often, I would say. Too often the church is too interested in its own little world of new buildings, new programs, new schedules or new members, as important as those things can be. Rather than churches that look after only the interests of select people within its walls and community, the church is to look after all interests of all people, both its members and non-members, and within both the local and global community. We are to eschew, cast off, being insular, self-seeking and materialistic. If your own church can't supply the need required of somebody, then it may well be that one of the other churches in your community can provide the need. Local churches working together to show that churches can work together, something we are often accused by those outside of not doing. And by loving and caring for others, we show true fellowship with Jesus Christ. We can be seen to be one church, even though we are separate expressions of the one global church. Most people who are sick, both short term and long term, will appreciate contact or even a visit. There must be someone you know in your church or community you can do that for. Be caring. And on an even more radical note, particularly in the 21st century, let's talk money. For a lot of people, there are three subjects never to be raised within church circles. Money, sex and politics. We may look at the others in another podcast. But let's look today at the Christian and money. 
Jesus certainly talked a lot about money. Even just a cursory look in the Gospels will reveal that. But before I go further, this is aimed at all Christians, not just a select group, either rich or poor. We are to desire to mature spiritually. One of the church purposes, remember, and perhaps the greatest indicator of this in the 21st century concerns financial giving. Giving is to be done wholeheartedly and cheerfully. It is not so much how much is given, but rather how much is left after giving. God looks beyond the amount that is given to the motive behind it. All our money and possessions belong to God anyway, so giving is to be in response to this. Failure to give back for God's work, what he has given in the first place, robs God, Malachi 3 verse 8. The reason it is robbery is because the giving cannot be used in order to support those who are working for God. Most churches with one busy pastor could quite easily afford another pastor on the payroll if more people gave more money using those biblical principles. Missionaries shouldn't have to literally beg for funding, as some people I know do, particularly when some professing Christians continue to build up massive pension pots to keep themselves in the luxurious manner which they are accustomed to when they retire. The hallmark of the early church is clearly seen in Acts 2. The New Testament church made sure that giving was done and that the poor, the oppressed, the lonely and the widows were taken care of. People gave. When anybody was in need, another member of the church fulfilled that need, physical, emotional, psychological, financial and spiritual needs. That is radical church. It is not to be for just the first century church, but also for the 21st century church. It's not communism under another name, or socialism, as I have often heard it called. Those who say that are entrapped within the snare of materialistic consumerism and political dogma, looking after their own interests rather than the interests of others, contrary to the words of Jesus. Its biblical welfare is commanded by Jesus Christ and exemplified by his life. Anything outside of that can be regarded as deplorable, revolting and an abomination. That is radical. Radical in caring, radical in giving financially. Churches and Christians are to be so radical that even today people outside the church can say with amazement, These people love their God because we see that they love each other and us. So go. God gave everything so that you may have life and life in abundance. So by caring and giving financially, you will reflect that. Be radical church and encourage others to do likewise. For more to think about, please do ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend, so that you can pray over any issues together? Question 1. 
How am I and my church fulfilling the five purposes of church? Question 2. How can I help my church to be more biblically radical? Question 3. When God judges me for what I have done with what he has given me, will I be accused of having robbed him? Thank you.